I'm your host, Hepburn, and you're listening to the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, a true crime podcast dedicated to exposing the many misdeeds and abuses done to animals. And every week, I'll be covering a new animal abuse case. In today's episode, we'll once again be exploring the murders of cats at the Woodlands Apartment Complex by Aeon Management. Since the release of Advocacy Tale, Saving the Woodlands Cats, it has been the most listened to episode to date. It was with the hope that with its release, Martha, the person advocating for these cats, would be able to get more assistance in her endeavor to stop Aeon's killing of cats and to hold them accountable for their cruelty. While Martha was able to procure some extra help since then, nothing has changed. In fact, on a moral standpoint, the situation seems even more bleak because Aeon has still not been stopped or held accountable and people who were originally helping her have either failed to come through with their promises or abandoned the cause completely without reason. We'll be discussing Martha's continued fight to get justice for the 100-plus killed and missing cats of the Woodlands apartment complex dive deeper into those who failed the cats, and finally, the potential reasons why a real investigation never took place on this three-part episode. Before we start, please listen to a first advocacy tale published in the first season. It's called Advocacy Tale, Save the Woodlands Cats. I highly suggest you do it in order to fully appreciate this episode. To start part one off, the following is once again Martha's account. It contains some background information about the killings and some insight on the people who were involved in the case. Me and my husband went to the office of the Woodlands and expressed our concerns regarding the possible euthanasia of the cats. We had already been fostering kittens and having them adopted through 11th Hour Rescue in Randolph, New Jersey. Carmen Luna, the assistant manager, reassured us that they were not going to harm the cats. All she wanted to know was who our rescue was and made a note of it. Soon after this conversation, we got in the mail slot that fostering cats was not allowed. There would be monetary fines placed on a tenant's rental account if their rules were not followed and also possible eviction. Please note, We had signed a new lease with Treetop Management on July 1st, 2018, so many of Aeon's lease terms did not apply to us. I began to fear for the cats as every time I saw Jose, he told me about their plans to kill the cats. I was trying to catch as many kittens as I could. This is when we became more involved with 11th Hour Rescue. Chantel Grant, the cat contact person at the rescue, agreed to help us place kittens up for adoption. There was no placement for the ferals, however. I didn't understand why. What happened next was the start of it all. Aeon Management at Woodlands sent all tenants an email in October of 2018. The email was very upsetting. Carmen and Teresa Zayala, the managers at the Woodlands, talked about the cats as though they were dangerous. They placed a no-feeding ban. They said Woodlands was working to take care of the cats around the property. They claimed to be working with the Department of Health and a rescue. 
We will later find out that this wasn't true. This email also talked very badly about the cats, calling them health hazards and a danger to the community. It stated that feral and stray cats could give them cat scratch disease, zoonotic diseases, rabies, toxoplasmosis, ringworm, and other diseases, as well as human injuries like bites and scratches if feral cats are handled. I answered that email and begged Teresa and Carmen to leave the cats alone. I was trying to get the cats adopted and removed and to please give me time. Immediately after this email, cats started disappearing. My very beloved cat named Boots, who lived at Columbus Avenue parking lot, looked very sick. I noticed right away his coat was yellow with a huge gash on his back. He was drooling excessively and he was limping and he was very lethargic. He was showing signs of being poisoned. I never saw him again and I knew what Jose had told me was true. One by one, the cats continued to disappear. I became frantic and went online trying to get help for the cats. I wanted to save them all. No one I contacted wanted ferals. One of the workers said they were ordered to kill every cat any way possible. Jose told us one guy named Eduardo, also from Aeon Management, was the cruelest of all. He would spray the cats with pepper spray especially in the eyes to make them easier to catch. I noticed in my courtyard the maintenance men were closing off the crawl spaces without checking for live animals. Me and my husband followed them and saw this firsthand. First came the boards and then the locks. All cats at this complex slept in the crawl spaces. These were their homes and it provided warmth in the winter and shelter from the elements. With no shelters, Babies froze in the snow. It was heartbreaking. We were at a race against time to save them. We were able to open some and let some cats out. The two managers made the men close them again. There were about 144 or more crawl spaces and many events which they were also closing with rocks, foam, walk insulation, and boards. They made sure cats or animals would not be able to escape. One day, while looking for live cats trapped in crawl spaces, we came upon one of my colony cats, dead on the grass near a crawl space. I had seen her the night before with her kittens when she came to eat at our back porch. I screamed when I saw her. She was bloated, bleeding from her mouth, nose, eyes, and rectum. She died with a look of fear and with her eyes wide open. I knew she had been poisoned. Sure enough, we saw bowls filled with cat food and blue pellets by the crawl space. We threw them out. I couldn't bear to look anymore. Jose came and picked up her body. I emailed management about what I knew they were doing. They never responded, not even to deny it. I went online and posted what was happening on Google and Yelp anywhere I could as I really didn't know what to do. I kept trying to get help for the cats, and I contacted the Animal Protection League of New Jersey, APL. I spoke with Sandra Obie, who sent the Woodlands information packets, and offered them free TNR. I kept in close contact with APL through emails. I was hoping they would step in and come rescue the cats. Sandra sent me reward posters to post around Woodlands. 
$1,000 for information leading to arrests of individuals at this complex killing the cats. Every time I put up posters, the posters were immediately taken down by the maintenance men and the next door neighbor. I kept trying to save cats and kittens and find them homes through the 11th hour rescue. They couldn't help me with the feral cats. 11th hour rescue could only help me with the friendly cats who they could put up for adoption. I continued trying to seek help online. I contacted Alley Cat Allies, Reformers on Facebook, Humane Society, PETA, and others to no avail. I even called AI Management in Pennsylvania, which is the corporate offices for the management company. I spoke with someone named Angie. She said the number one complaint was about the cats. She said tenants complained about them peeing and living under their apartments. I asked Angie to please tell Woodlands to leave the cats alone. I explained I was getting the kittens vetted and adopted through 11th hour rescue. I was working to help place the ferals. Angie agreed to tell Woodlands to cease and desist. They did not cease or desist. Cats kept disappearing. One day, Jose, the maintenance worker from AI Management, knocked on our back door. He told us Teresa had ordered him to seal in the vent that had cats living inside. He was hoping I could call them out. He stated if we could not get the kittens out, he was still going to close the vent. He said Teresa ordered him to seal the vent even if there were cats inside, but we couldn't get the kittens out. So Jose and another guy sealed the vent with the live kittens inside. After they left, my husband reopened the vent as the kittens were crying. I witnessed the maintenance guy from AI Management, Eduardo, fill the opening with foam insulation and sealed it again with a wooden board. Again, we heard the kittens crying and my husband reopened the vent. He had to clean everything as this could have been toxic and fatal for the kittens. This time, the kittens came out and immediately Eduardo came and sealed in the vent with cement and boarded it closed with a nail gun. We have pictures of the kittens in the vent and it shows all the foam insulation. I was so upset that I went online trying to get help for the cats as I now knew how evil this management was. This is when I found Belleville had a local rescue named R&M Rock and Rescues. I emailed Marty Wheat, the founder, who answered my email and sent me Danielle Vitali, one of the volunteers, the following day in February 2019. She came in her car and couldn't walk the grounds as she used a cane due to a cat trapping injury. She was shocked to learn all that Teresa and her men were doing. Danielle began calling Associated Humane Officers on site. When the officers came on the grounds, they didn't find anything as the cat killings were done out of sight using crawl spaces. There were also so many large mouse traps filled with poison throughout the 17-plus acres that were the woodlands in Belleville, New Jersey. Cats still appeared dead throughout the grounds. Each time, Danielle called officials to no avail. Danielle and Karen from Communities Protecting Animal Welfare, New Jersey, or CPAW and J, lent us traps and gave us brief lessons on TNR. We started doing TNR at the Woodlands and registered our remaining cats with the health department in Belleville, and my husband and I became the colony caregivers. Belleville is, after all, a TNR town with an ordinance. Come spring, 
Danielle came in her car and met Teresa and a Department of Health inspector at the main office at Woodlands. We reluctantly walked the grounds while Danielle stayed in her car. Me and my husband and Eric, the maintenance supervisor, along with Teresa and the health inspector, opened crawl spaces. We opened about four crawl spaces, and each time, a litter of kittens were found inside. The last crawl space had three live kittens with one dead gray kitten. The health inspector and Teresa called the kittens pests, health hazards, and rabies carriers. They both wanted the kittens removed. Me and my husband begged to leave them alone as we were 11th hour volunteers and would remove the babies and trap the mothers. We would find them homes. The next day, when we went to retrieve the babies, the first litter was gone. The boards to the cross spaces were yanked off and so were the blankets we left the kittens with. We went to the office and spoke with Teresa, who said she forgot that the cable guy was working in that cross space. We were severely upset, yet she remained with a blank face as though nothing happened. Teresa refused to open any more crawl spaces. She said we needed a search warrant. Me and my husband fostered all the kittens and prepared them for adoption. All the kittens were adopted. We continued saving more kittens in our courtyard. I made shelters for them and the men threw them in the garbage. By July 2019, it had been almost a year of cat killing. The cats had continued to disappear. However, this month, they got so used to killing, they left the dead babies out in the open. I found a kitten with a broken jaw and another with a broken arm. I made GoFundMe pages to help with the vetting of the injured cats. I became very distraught when they left dead kittens by my front door and back door. Also, the harassment from this management increased and I was threatened with eviction. I had enough, and I impulsively made YouTube videos, and this is when Detective Abbott from Belleville Police became involved. I had a necropsy performed on one of the dead kittens. The kitten was crushed to death, but Detective Abbott minimized the results. He said, everything was a lack of evidence. Please note, there were cameras at this apartment complex. But management claimed they weren't working, and Detective Abbott didn't pursue this any further. In fact, he disappeared and he wouldn't answer my emails. Eric, the maintenance Aeon supervisor, had agreed to tell me and Danielle who on his staff was killing the cats for $1,000. Danielle invited Detective Abbott and told Eric, so Eric refused to talk after that. This management company continued to harass me. For example, they had a neighbor threaten me with her dogs. Management tried to have the police arrest me for harassment of this woman. This woman kept closing my cats in the crawl spaces under her home. She kept following me and tried to get information from me, but I ignored her. Additionally, Aeon's lawyers kept sending threatening letters to my home. The two women managers kept harassing me and had the men follow me and my daughter. They kept sending men to my home. The men tried to enter our apartment without permission. My husband became concerned because they knew the hours we worked. In one frightening incident, my underage daughter was home alone, and they tried to come into the apartment since they had master keys. 
They also added fraudulent charges to my rental account and took away our parking. And they closed the tenant portal and we couldn't pay rent. Eventually, we were evicted. We left the woodlands out of fear. We did go to court, but we had no lawyer. Aeon's lawyer, Jonathan E. Mayer, dismissed the eviction case when he found out we had moved. The two managers, Carmen and Teresa, had not told him. He also dismissed all those money charges that had been placed on our account. He learned on that day that Belleville is a T&R town with ordinance. The two managers had conveniently neglected to tell him that. He then gave us permission to continue doing TNR and take care of our colony at the Woodlands. I later found out that the court papers Aeon filed stated I was evicted for feeding stray cats and verbally assaulting the community. Aeon management had villainized and defamed me. Jose and Eric were also fired and evicted. Abbott never interviewed them. Me and my husband continued going to the woodlands to feed and take care of our colony. I noticed a few of my cats were missing. I knew I had to relocate the ones left as they were in danger. I made a Facebook page asking for help to relocate my cats. I met an ASPCA animal control officer named Louise Ann, who stated she saw my cats locked in crawl spaces, but she couldn't get them out because it was a maze of pipes and tunnels. A neighbor had called Associated Humane Society where Louise worked at and told Louise she heard cats crying for days. You will now hear a snippet of her account of what was transpiring. I'm here because I um, feel as though the Woodlands apartment complex has been poisoning cats for numerous years. um, I've witnessed dead cats on the property. And I've spoke to I've spoken to residents that were living in the complex at the time, um, explaining to me that people are coming and locking the cats in the basement. Um, when I responded here uh, to cats being locked into uh, the basement, Louise left my cats multiple outlets and food, hoping they would escape. Yet she strangely didn't make out a report, according to Ken McKeel. The Associated Humane Society director at the time. I started posting on the online news site, The Patch. This is when my neighbor started harassing me once more. She came to the store by my house and called me bad names. She sent me vicious emails and started coming out of her apartment with her two dogs. One night on March 5th, 2020, she had the two managers and the main killer, Eduardo, hidden in her apartment and called police telling them we were trespassing. This was a premeditated and thought-out plan to set us up. Police were brutal. We were threatened to be arrested if we returned to the woodlands. The managers had sent police Aeon's eviction letters, which were not legal. The eviction case was dismissed in court, and these managers lied to the police. I was officially separated now from my cats. My cats now didn't have food, water, or shelter. They killed more as I was no longer able to protect them. Some were saved with the help from my Facebook page, but I still need help. Please help me seek justice for the slain colony cats and wildlife. The ordinance was defied by this company many times. I want charges of animal cruelty served to the managers at the Woodlands and Aeon. 
As this management continues at the woodlands, more animals will die. Recently, a mother raccoon and her babies died inside a wall of one of the apartments after being shut in a crawl space. She tried desperately to get out. Raccoons have even been seen with metal leg traps on their limbs. Please stop the killings of new cats and kittens and wildlife at the woodlands. Police say no abuse has occurred, and this is so sad. A fair investigation outside of Belleville officials will uncover multiple accounts of animal abuse and animal cruelty. Please help. To this day, Martha is still traumatized by what she has seen at the woodlands. I hear my babies calling me stuck in the walls and cross spaces. I have nightmares seeing my babies dead and disemboweled on the back porch. I see my daughter crying as well when she herself witnessed these crimes. I still have panic attacks at times. All they did to these poor animals is something I will never forget. My family and I love those cats. And we were the ones persecuted by Aeon management and the police. Martha did what she could for the cats. But those she reached out to did not come through to save the cats or give them the justice they deserve. There is a plethora of evidence that cats have died and will continue to die at the hands of the woodlands because of Aeon management and the neglect of those formerly involved. For instance, we have audio of Jose, the former maintenance worker, talking to Martha about the cat killings. It will be in Spanish. In the first clip, Jose is defending himself, saying, I love cats and all animals. I don't play that way. You know me. I would have taken them. I swear to that grand and powerful God. Martha states that she's not stupid and that she knows they have killed all the cats. Martha states that the blonde American lady, Danielle, said that a woman at the complex had complained the cats were peeing at her residence and that Danielle called Jose because there were cats living under the lady's home. Jose states that this is a lie in reference to the cats not actually peeing at the residence. He states that he showed her the back of apartment 206 where there were the dead bodies of a cat that had given birth and her babies. The dead cats were placed on cardboard. And this is the final clip. Yo le digo, sí, Eduardo, Eduardo. Ah, me le metí a Teresa y no me mandes a mí a tapar una ropa aquí, no me mandes a nada. Porque yo llevo 
What you just heard is this. Jose says that he was forced to seal in vents and crawl spaces even if cats were inside with Eduardo. Jose also admits he was ordered by the management to seal in all vents and crawl spaces even if there are cats inside. He says he has been at the Woodlands, which was once managed by the Branch Brook Gardens for 15 years, and never has a cat ever been harmed or killed until this management, Aeon, took control. Additionally, he says that it was his manager, Teresa, who was commanding this. He said he barged into her office and told her not to order him anymore to do that. There's more evidence that these killings are actually happening. For instance, there's textual and testimonial proof written by none other than Danielle, the woman who in the beginning was heavily involved in the case but ultimately withdrew all support. I will read to you some posts she made on Facebook detailing the horrors of the Woodlands. Everything that Martha says is true. I have tried for over a year. I get nowhere. Cops, the towns, ACI, News 12, Animal Protection League, etc. You name it, we have tried. These people are getting away with murder. It's just awful. She even called for action on Facebook, tagging Martha. Please copy and paste my post until I fix my Facebook so you can share it. Cat and Kitten Killers at the Woodland Apartment Complex, Belleville. As everyone knows, I don't and will not tolerate animal cruelty. I have reached out to the police, ACI, Humane, Health Department, and the news. I will bring these people down. Two cats dead in less than a month. I'm done. There is way more to this story that is taking so long to get justice. I've been on this since February 2019. Everyone who has dragged their feet and didn't follow through will also go down. I'm so done with this cruel act. People will go down, and I will make sure of it. If anyone has any connections to help get this done before more go missing or found dead, please call me. Please share to get the word out. As you can see, her withdrawing from the case is baffling. But what's more baffling is that she wasn't the only person who turned their backs to the cats. Nearly everyone did, and we needed to know why. But we'll have to continue this next week to learn more about the strange radio silence that occurred. So that is part one of Return to the Woodlands. Make sure you come back for part two, where we dive deeper into the broken promises of those who said they would help. So please make sure you tell others about this episode because the killings are still happening and nothing is being done about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to tell others about this podcast, rate and review, especially if you're using Apple. And if you want to tell a story or need me to tell one, just shoot me a message either on VSF's Instagram page at the period VSF period official or email me at VSF period official period podcast at gmail.com. Until next Wednesday, toodles!